Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back for another crime. Yeah, a really tragic story here. I'm going to try to maintain my composure because, you know, it's, I mean, I want to be professional, you know, but at the same time, I mean, geez, a story like this is just really gut-wrenching. Absolutely. I saw this video a few weeks ago and I was traumatized then and thought, you know, maybe we should cover this. And then I read more about it and I figured we should cover this. As hard as it is, it definitely should be talked about. Well, we talk about it when we say we cover everything from a misdemeanor to a murder, and unfortunately, we indeed have a murder. Yes, and today we are breaking down the true crime story of the woman stalked and stabbed to death in her New York City apartment in 2022. Very new, still raw. Yeah, it's very raw, very new. We're going to jump into it. Right after a word from our sponsor, because we got to get the business out of the way, Sal. Absolutely. Support for That's a Crime is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. So, as we jump right into this, on February 13th, 2022, 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee was found stabbed to death in her downtown Manhattan apartment in what appeared to be a random act. Yeah. Now, so I know I said I saw the footage. Did you see the video footage? Like, before I even brought this crime to your attention to cover on That's a Crime? Oh, no. Before you brought this to my attention, I had not heard of this. And then after you brought it to my attention, I did watch the portion of the video where they were escorting our suspect out of the building. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the footage of him? Well, we'll get into it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. So according to New York City police, Lee had gotten out of a cab at about 4.25 a.m. Sunday and was followed into her Chinatown apartment building by a suspect, which was caught on surveillance footage, Sal. And again, I saw this video. This is a horrific crime. And it's incredibly scary to see this footage of her walking and him trailing her, but not too close. Oh. But you know what happens. And it's like watching one of the scariest things you've ever seen unfold. Oh, you know what? I think I'm glad I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, because we're gosh. seeing her last moments. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So in the video, the suspect, 25-year-old Asamad Nash, is hiding in the shadows as she opens the first door. Before the door closes, he's behind Lee. Now, she's unaware of this, at least according to the video. It doesn't look like she has any idea that someone is stalking and lurking behind her. And then she goes all the way to her sixth floor apartment. Now, there's no more footage after that, so we don't... But what I saw alone, and there's actually stills in one of the articles that I read in the New York Post and Times, and even a still of that is just jaw-dropping, scary. And it's so late that there's not a lot of people, or early, I should say, there's no one in the hallway, this, that, and the other, to disrupt someone or to scare someone sure. away, right? It's just that perfect yeah. time and window. You know what that time is? It's that creepy time where all the night owls have gone to sleep, and mm-hmm. then the morning folk are not yet up. Between three and six, that time, yeah. there's not any joggers yet. Yeah, that's the creepy time. I didn't see footage of Nash 
actually entering Lee's apartment because the footage is just in that first, you know, the back door and then the first part of the hallway on the first floor. Traditionally, a building like that in New York would have had a doorman, right? No, not all buildings have doormen. That's what I was led to believe on the West is like all these buildings in New York used to have doormen or had doormans at one time. Oh, no, there are a lot of buildings that do, but there's a lot that don't. And this is one that obviously doesn't. Yeah, or security, obviously. Yes, exactly. This building is probably going to make that change now, I'm assuming. And others, let's hope. Unfortunately, it oftentimes, we see this at crosswalks. Somebody's got to get hit before they put a light. Yeah. Unfortunately, lives have to be lost before any substantial changes are made. Any safety measures are considered, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to assume and I'm going to hope that there will be some things done so that this does not happen to anybody else ever again, particularly in that neighborhood or building. But unfortunately, it oftentimes takes something like this to happen. Yeah, and we're, I guess, led to believe that he forced his way into her building. So, follows, follows, follows up on the sixth floor. We don't know when she became aware that he was there, his presence. But there had to be a struggle because a neighbor called 911 after hearing Lee screaming, Help me call 911. So that's happening 420, 430 something, 440. We don't know exactly when, but it didn't take long. And when the police officers responded to the scene, Nash was in the apartment and imitated a woman's voice. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly, right? That's like upping the creep factor. Yeah. But we don't know what's going on. She's in there. Lee's in there. He's wow. pretending to be a woman saying he doesn't need the police. He then tried to escape through the fire escape. Remember, he's on the sixth floor, wow. but saw an officer on the roof above him, went back inside and barricaded himself in the apartment. Yeah, we don't know the time, right? That she says that no, she got what? out of the cab at 423. At this point, there's a cop on the roof. We don't know the time frame there, right? Well, she's made in her apartment, scream, 911's yeah. called. So how long does that take to respond to get at least officers? 15, 20 minutes, you, I You bet. would think, yeah. yeah. At least. Wow. And I can only imagine, Sal, what these officers are thinking. Like, in time is of the essence in these situations. They're responding to something. Someone's acting off. There's a woman in there. The neighbors are saying, hey, someone was screaming. And then someone's trying to make an exit plan, and he's barricading himself in. It's just getting more and more severe. And officers have to act on this type of situation. Well, yeah, but essentially, they don't know if it's a hostage situation They don't yet. know. They don't know the status exactly. of our victim, unfortunately. So, they got to be very careful how they proceed here because, you know, in instances like this, you can put the victim in jeopardy. Right. Officers were soon able to breach the apartment and found Nash hiding under a bed. Wow. Tragically, they also found Lee naked from the waist up in her bathroom, and I believe it was the bathtub, with more than 40 stab wounds to her neck, torso, from her own kitchen knife. And she was pronounced dead at the scene. And it's like your worst nightmare realized here. Yeah, this is ultimate horror here. Oh, absolutely terrible. And her own knife, which means that, what, he didn't have any weapons on his own, which means this guy, this may have been not necessarily premeditated, whereas maybe this guy just saw a brief opportunity and took advantage of an opportunity to fulfill, you know, wicked desires. Because if this were premeditated, he most likely would have had his own weapon, wouldn't have used one of her knives. So that was that's what makes this even more weird, is that it was kind of almost a spontaneous crime. And then the 40 wounds... 
that's crazy. I mean, you don't need 40 times to kill somebody. No. So that's what makes this even more horrific and more, uh, what, grisly is the word? Yeah, that is a good word to yeah. describe this, unfortunately. Yeah, did she fight back and then it went haywire and this person sounds a bit off. There is footage, like you just said, of him being escorted out by police. Yeah. Even him coming in and out of jail during the day, a different footage, and he's screaming, I didn't kill anybody, but he just seems off. Something's mentally not right with this person. And more about him. Nash was named by sources as a homeless career criminal and was arraigned in criminal court the following evening and is facing charges of murder, burglary, and sexual motivated burglary. He faces a sentence as high as life without parole, and prosecutors say he was out on supervised release for three open cases, including one where he allegedly punched a stranger on the subway. So, Sal, how is someone like this walking the streets? Yeah. Well, I want to know what those other cases are. They say three cases. One is where he punched a yeah, person. And that's the only okay. one I know of. Yeah. The other two, I would assume then, violent acts. You know, it's, it won't necessarily be shoplifting. You know, I'm going to assume the other two had some violence there. Supervised release. Who's supervising this person? Yeah. How about somebody supervising him at four in the morning? How about that? No. Terrible. And then what we've seen even recently on That's a Crime, we had the man who was arrested three times in one day, and it didn't get this heinous, but no. every crime got worse. So here's someone who just keeps getting away with the system. Yeah, he punches someone on a subway. Not good. That's a bad thing. But now, hey, I got away with that. He's in a situation. It just goes south. And he murders an innocent person. Tragically. I mean, this is so bad. And I'm left with why. Why is this person out there? How can this happen? But this has become a common theme. We can't even keep people in the jails, Sal. We just they can't even do that. And one thing we know for certain is that, I mean, anybody who follows true crime knows that if this guy were to have gotten away with this somehow, oh. he would have done this again. Yeah. Somebody like this who could do such a thing will strike again. So thankfully, he was apprehended. Tragically, this young, innocent woman dies. But thankfully, he's off the streets now, hopefully, finally, for good. Absolutely. Well, prosecutors said they will work to determine whether the defendant targeted the victim or committed the crime due to a racial animus or belief. They don't know. Yeah. But as of yet, no evidence has been found. And so this is obviously a major issue across the country, and this crime has sparked even more concern, and rightfully so. Yeah, and I had honestly I'd forgotten about it, but I remember there was some instances of where they think Asian Americans were targeted. Oh, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But I didn't know that the fear still lives. I mean, Absolutely. I thought it just came and went. You know, I don't know that these things still continue. So, yeah, I think that they're trying to say that this could have been a racial element here. Now, the concept of hate crimes is, are relatively new in the legal system. I think it maybe started in the uh, late 80s, maybe. I think they came up with the concept of a hate crime. So, if you were to commit a murder or a crime, and part of your incentive to do so was the victim's race or possibly religion, it increases the penalties big time. Yeah. So if, if they can somehow prove that this was racially motivated as well as sexually, as well as he's there to steal, it can, I think we have a greater opportunity of them throwing the book at him. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did happen and has happened a lot, especially since the pandemic. And yes, that's what it was. I'd forgotten. Yes, yes. they were targeting Asian Americans yeah. and artists, Asians visiting, but yeah. you know they were going up and just punching a lady in the street yeah. or attacking someone. And there's no rhyme or reason other than they were like, well, they're connected to the pandemic, sure, and so they're yeah, taking. Yeah. It happened in Los Angeles. It happened in New York. It probably happened mm-hmm. in lots of places. But I saw a lot more footage from New York. Yeah. And similar to the reaction to 9-11, some people started then targeting Middle Eastern people. Yeah. Okay. So we've seen this before and now here it is again. And just to be clear, Nash is a black man Yeah. and Lee was an Asian woman. So there could be this at play, but obviously we've seen it happen. We don't know if his intentions were such, but the Asian community is up in arms because they don't feel safe and rightfully so. Yeah. So hours after the crime was reported, Asian American community leaders rallied near the scene, demanding action from the city. And State Assemblywoman Yulene New said as she broke down in tears near the scene, this is so gruesome and so horrible and so cruel. So she's coming out and standing with her constituents or people. And, and then also New York governor, the first female New York governor, wow. Kathy Hochul tweeted that she was mourning this tragic and heartbreaking loss of life. We have seen far too many acts of violence against AAPI. And Sal, you want to see what that stands for? That would be Asian American Pacific Islander. Yes. I'd never heard of that term before. I had neither. So it was here. So AAPI New Yorkers in recent months, we must make sure every community is safe in our state. Well said, and let's hope there's a lot of action behind these words. And then, Sal, why don't you share what New York City Mayor Eric Adams said in a statement? I and New Yorkers across the city mourn for the innocent woman murdered in her home last night in Chinatown and stand with our Asian brothers and sisters today. The NYPD is investigating this horrific incident, and I thank them for apprehending the suspect. While the suspect who committed this heinous act is now in custody, the conditions that created him remain. The mission of this administration is clear. We won't let this violence go unchecked. (sighs) Let's hope not. Let's really hope not. Yeah, because this is a whole whole mishmash of things. On one hand, you may have the uh, anti-Asian sentiment in the air. Then this guy, I'm going to assume if you are capable of stabbing a stranger 40 times in their home, not in self-defense, you have mental problems and you are crazy. So we have some, uh, again, back to the mental health. Why is this guy walking around in in the first place? Because let me tell you something. I'm not one of these electric chair type guys, uh, lethal injection. Right. Just take these people off the street, though. Get them out of our communities Mm -hmm. before stuff like this happens. I mean, these people, you know, they need help. And they're not going to get it out there on the streets. No, they're not. And regardless if it's a hate crime or not, this is horrific, gruesome, grisly, as you said. There needs to be just more protection in general, just to save people's lives. Yeah, buildings like this, I saw the building manager or owner, I don't know if he owns it or not, but on several news outlets talking about how sad they were, how sweet this girl, Christina Yuna Lee was. And let's hope that they up the ante on security. Just that little bit of deterrent makes this not happen. Sure. Someone can't sneak through a door if there's a security guard there. They're going to pass and move on down the street. So, I mean, right now, if I'm living in a building like this without that type of security, yeah, I'm scared to go out. And that's what's happening. 
people are scared. And that's no way to live. No, no, no. And I do not encourage anybody to walk around in fear. But, and I say but, I do believe in being very vigilant and hyper aware. I think that's, if I could say like, what advantage did growing up in a certain neighborhood Mm -hmm. do for me? I don't know, just made me hyper aware. I mean, I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm always checking out sketchy people walking around and guys riding by on bicycles looking at the apartment. I always notice that sort of thing. I'm always looking out. I'm with you. I hope people are just, just look over your shoulder, look around you, because you know what? You know why? There's always going to be evil, weird, wicked people out there. Lurking. Yeah, yeah they are out there. So all we can do is just ordinary people trying to live our, our happy lives. Look over your shoulder, watch your back. Hell, at the theater, I'm in a theater group now. Late night, we're getting out of the theater, 11, 11.30, we're walking people Walk to, each their other cars. to cars. Yeah. yeah, we got each other's back, you know? It's almost power in numbers because even if you're aware, like you say, and I'm hyper aware too, I also know martial arts, I'm a guy, I'm taller. What if you're not? What sure. if you're you know, shorter, not strong? Sure. Elderly. Elderly. Yeah. So even if you're aware, it's like, what are you going to do? Sure. And then you get scared. It's like, I can't even go out. So yeah, I hope that they rally together. I really hope there's some more security. Just put some things in place because yeah. if it's going to happen like this now, it can happen again later somewhere else to someone else. And it's tragic. And I don't want to make light of the victim. And I want to kind of shed some light on her because sure. um, we should. And as for Christina Yuna Lee, she was a Rutgers University graduate and worked as a senior creative producer at the digital music platform Splice. And her employer shared the following statement, Sal, which is really nice and sweet. And why don't you take it? Our hearts are broken. Always dedicated to making beautiful and inclusive artwork, Christina is irreplaceable. As we start to process this tragedy, we ask that you remember Christina Lee as the magical person she was, always filled with joy. We wish peace upon her family in their grief. Yeah, that's what makes this more impactful because it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's always a good person. It's always uh-huh. a sweet person. Yeah. It's never the garbage of society. It's these wonderful people that this stuff happens to, you know? That's what makes it even worse. You know, these are good people that this happens to. Yeah, this is truly a tragic crime, and our hearts go out to the entire Lee family. And Sophia actually informed me of a GoFundMe page that was created for Christina Yuna Lee, and they're raising $500,000 to support various organizations in her honor, and they've already raised over $400,000, which is amazing. And Sal, why don't you... A, share the GoFundMe page with people, and B, let's talk about, or you can share some of the organizations that they're funding, they're helping in Lee's honor. Yes. We have GoFundMe.com, Christina Una Lee Memorial Fund. I think that if someone were to just maybe even just Google GoFundMe, Christina Una Lee, they're probably going to get there. Yeah. So, what they have is they've been quite successful in raising funds. They've raised just over $400,000, $407,000 at this time. Uh, the first 100000 were to allocate some of her preferred programs or movements, if you will. Prospect Park Alliance, that was Christina's favorite park in the city. Womankind, it's founded in 1982 as the New York Asian Women's Center. Womankind serves survivors of domestic violence, human trafficking, and sexual violence of all ages. We have Planned Parenthood. She was an active donor to Planned Parenthood. Christina was a champion of every woman's right to choose. 
Elizabeth Street Garden, Christina believed in the power of green and open spaces as opportunities for self-realization and exploration. Nice. And SafeWalks, founded in January 2021, SafeWalks was established in light of the brutal attacks against multiple women at the Morgan L. Subway station in Brooklyn, New York. So, wow. You know what's really cool also is that you know your money is going to something good and something that Christina supported and believed in. Because yeah. I think, I don't know, if you're on the outskirts of GoFundMes, you're like, where does this money even go? You know, Well, there you go. They tell you exactly where the money goes. It's wonderful. Yeah, they're still trying to get to that target goal. I hope they reach it and exceed it, Sal, because this money's going to good use. I really like the name of that last, all the organizations, first of all, but SafeWalks, that sounds amazing. Whatever they do, whatever this foundation's doing, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. And a great photograph of Christina, beautiful smile, happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Very sad. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Christina. Yes. Definitely rest in peace. So that's all I have, Sal, it was definitely on the sadder side of the more tragic crimes we've covered, but an important crime. You know, I hope that people learn from this and can go to the GoFundMe if they want to, and also just bring awareness. I mean, I like to see what changes happen in New York with all this, you know, uproar and the new governor, and uh, it just seems like this is time. This is Maybe it's that catalyst that helps make more change and make it a safer place for people. Yeah, that's big. You know what? I love that we can live our lives and we should be able to walk around at four in the morning without having to worry about some psychopath. And that is psychopath. I I don't just throw that word around. I mean, believe me, if you look at crimes, this guy stabbed her 40 times. That is a psychopath. This guy's off his rocker. So yeah, I should hope that we all learn from this, create awareness, create more safety and security for people everywhere but especially in this instance in New York. And let's hope that Nash gets life without parole. The, the Please throw just the keep book him away. at him keep and him keep away. him away and yeah. others like that. So that's it. That covers the woman stalked and stabbed to death in her New York City apartment in 2022. And we'll come back with another crime next week. Yes, hopefully something what, lighter. Not as, not as tragic. Well, we mix it up here, Sal, so you know that, but... We do. But no, these things really get to me. These are are really, really, really rough, rough to cover. I think that I'm going to need to recover from this. Yeah. And you didn't even watch all the video and don't if you can't do it. But it's really, really horrific. I just want to remember Christina's beautiful smile. That's really what what I'd like to think about. I plan on checking back in and following this GoFundMe page and see how it, uh, where it goes. I mean, they might hit their goal and then push it higher and give organizations more. That's what they did. Yeah. So they've already kind of been successful and they continue. Continue the wave. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the That's a Crime podcast as well as the That's a Crime YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any That's a Crime social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.